You're listening to. And you're listening to the Clapcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Caught a cab and drove away. I could ask for better days. It was all a memory. You're the only one for me. Look into your eyes and I'm feeling your pain. You know I didn't know it's how to end up this way. And I'm taking you. And hey everyone, welcome to episode 109 of the Collabcast. My name is Marvin Yue. And I'm Minji Chang. And we are your hosts for this weekly look at pop and Asian American culture. It is Friday, March the 3rd, 2017. March is here. Why? February is over. No! And uh, we're about a week away from South by Southwest. Stop! Holy crap. <laughs> And this week, we're joined by a very special guest making her triumphant return 99 weeks after she made her first appearance here on the Collab cast almost two years ago, our friend Christine Chen. What up? <laughs> I was just talking about it um, where I was last time I was here was like two years ago. Almost two years I ago. I cannot yeah. believe that. It feels like I remember that time yeah. you came over to my place. <laughs> And we hung out for a really long time. Right back when we were in, in our North Hollywood studios, yes. a.k.a. Minji's apartment. Slash sitting on the floor. That was right. awesome. That was one of my first few, like first two podcasts I just did. And I was like, oh, this is so, I love podcasts. You, know? <laughs> you guys so make me feel like I have your own. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. But congratulations, you guys, on like 100 plus episodes. Thank you. It's been over two years now. Wow. It's a lot of, of em- weekly em- like emotional stress. <laughs> and this is not even including like the hour long conversation we just had before, yeah. before yeah. I hit record. Yeah. I was, I came in and I was like, oh, to record like can, marvin already set up everything and it was like oh an hour-long conversation about the asian american community like we can literally podcast in our sleep is what i'm saying pretty much especially with this one i love talking to her i know i love talking to you guys well since we last talked christine has gone indie <laughs> wow with that her makes new you sound podcast uh-huh. new web in, series into your own stratosphere yeah I, or, I don't know why I always turn British when I'm British. Yeah, that, I, I, I don't like know. That. It's, it's, the, it's the actress in you, yeah. <laughs> Le drama queen. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I just, maybe indie is another word for me to be like, I don't know, exploring. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, so. Uh, it's awesome, yeah. though. That's no, good. I'm so, everybody's been so excited for you to do that. And when you finally did, it's like, well, because fly, Christine, fly, <laughs> XOXO. Because the, the, um, the last time we talked, we talked all about just, the fact that there needs to be more content from female creators. I think that, I think that was the, the the title of the episode. Was it? Yeah. Probably. And Linda was there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And now you're out there in like inspiring the next generation of strong, confident, respectful, loving women. There's so many of you guys out there, you know? <laughs> um, I feel like... It's, it's just even an honor to be in the room to be able to, like, I don't know, share my thoughts, which is really what it comes down to. I mean, like these podcasts, right? You're just like, I have thoughts. I'm going to put it out into the universe and yeah. see if anyone else uh, feels the same way or it's just kind of an outlet. Yeah. yeah. But I think that it also is a unique – I mean, a lot of people have that trait. But you especially, not only that willingness to to invite that conversation, but it's like you you are genuinely curious and you're just – 
genuinely genuine so that that's a different thing where people are eager to open up to you you know what i mean so i think that that drives a different conversation personally so i'm really glad that you're doing that because who's to know how do we know if someone else attempted it (laughs) if they would get the same thing right so i don't know i that's why i think marvin because he brought me out of my my little shell (laughs) kicking and screaming against doing this but you're kind of natural I mean, like, even just in person, that's the thing, right? Because maybe it's a Christine thing. No, uh, totally. We, just, <laughs> like, we love to talk to and be like, what are your dreams? <laughs> maybe it's just an us thing because, like, whenever I talk to you or Marvin, it is just one of those things that we can just talk forever. And it goes deep, yeah. you know? Because, <laughs> like, there's some people where, especially in the entertainment uh, industry where it's a lot of which is fine I get it superficial conversation small talk yeah small yeah, talk yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well we also yeah. talked about so this is like our the podcast we recorded that we didn't record before this <laughs> recording because um, <laughs> we all came from the community you know we all started you know you, you worked with collaboration yeah, initially yeah. before going Even moving before on Wong to Fu, Wong yeah. Fu yeah um, Minji and I came up through collaboration and for us you know highlighting the amazing talents around us has always I think is something that draws us to what we do very story driven that's what i was like i felt like people need to know these stories like these are really really amazing trailblazers and it'd be great if people knew more about this that's basically how i felt (laughs) really and for me it's like all these artists or people or not even just like people behind the scenes like especially you know like collab or vc and all these um producers and like it's all of our stories. That's the thing. Like, you get to see, um, like, if it's, like, Wong Fu or David Choi or Ryan Higa. Like, they represent, um, they're just the face, right? But then their struggles are also our struggles. And mm-hmm. and I think it is just seeing yourself in, in that. And it's not necessarily because you're Asian. It's because you're dreamers that are wanting to share all the feels inside. Yeah. 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 Be understood. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I felt like that was like the universal driving force with like <laughs> any person, even if like we're really different in background or whatever, everyone wants to be understood and heard. Yeah. And yeah. That. And I think one of, one of the things we try to do through collaboration and through what we do is to convince people that it's okay to want that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cause there's and so it's many okay energy. To express. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So since you, uh, since you went indie, <laughs> you have you've started web series XOXO Christine, yes. right? That just finished its first season. Yeah, yes. Um, and you started a podcast, perfectly imperfect. Yes, with Regina Fang. And anything else? What am I missing? I am about to launch a new YouTube channel. Oh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been saying that since last <laughs> summer. But oh, um, honey, try like three years. Really? Yeah. Really? It's terrible. I've been saying it for a long. Time. <laughs> Anyway, but you're yeah. you're working you're working on it. I mean, I of all people understand. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like, what's this new YouTube channel? So uh, it's going to be called Peaches and Tea, and basically, it's just another form of having honest conversation. So uh, yeah. one of the new shows is called Let's Be Honest with four women, and it's kind of like The View, and we talk about not Love. just like yeah, it's not just women issues, but it's just things that we go through, whether it's like you know social media and defining your self-worth and growing up feeling not good enough and uh, relationships with your parents, just things that people go through. Cool. Our lives. I know. All right, we're going to talk to Chrissy more about that in our featured segment. But before we get to that, let's start with our roundtable segment. We start the show every week going around our table here, 
our little score table here. Rectangle. <laughs> and talk about what's on our mind in the world of Asian American and pop culture. Um, Can I say that I love that you guys do this? Because... I am like so informed every time I hear really? this section. <laughs> I'm too. like, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like I only have my thing, but then everyone else has it. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, who Especially should, this guy. Who should start? Me or you? You start because you're you made a big deal about it yesterday. Oh, I'm really glad you did. You don't get you don't make a big deal about a lot of stuff. That's my job. Well, okay. So <laughs> I I get yesterday we had our staff meeting here with our with our LA team, and I decided, hey, who wants to go watch Get Out? Because I kind of want to talk about it tomorrow. I saw that. I saw your uh, Insta story or Snap. Oh, I, I yeah, Insta story. We Instagrammed um, because okay, so we went to the late the late night showing at the Century City AMC, and it was it was mm, strangely crowded for a late night Monday night showing. Mm. And we found out the reason was because two of the actors from the movie were there. They brought their whole bunch of their friends come watch it. Oh, so we got to take so pictures jealous. with um, Marcus Henderson and um, Lakeith Sansfield. Who played so um, two of two of the characters within the movie? I saw Manpreet. She she our LA collaboration LA director uh, Snapchatted me, and I thought she was just trying to rub it in my face because I was like, I want to go watch it again, and then I didn't because I chose to be a grown up and sleep. <laughs> but uh, and <laughs> she said important. it to me. But then I was looking. I was like, oh, and then I was like, I I did a double take. I was like, <laughs> is that Andre? Oh my god! I freaked out. And I was like ready for bed. You know? Yeah, I was like, okay, Minji's probably not gonna like see it until the morning. And then I see you. I was freaking reacting out. at one a.m. I, like, I mean, look at her face right now. She's just like <laughs> beaming. And... I'm so jealous. But it's it was such an intense movie, and Have just you something it? that um, I haven't. Okay, so we're not going to spoilers, but this Aww. is a movie that we I feel like people just need to, like. It's been getting so much buzz for like being a very highly rated horror movie. Um, I mean, it's and it's even. Minji watched it before I did, and she doesn't do horror. I don't do like uh, rem- I don't do moderately scary. <laughs> me, me neither. Are yeah. you you're as well? Okay. I, yeah, I just like mm. I heard you say it's like you feel it, right? You're just like I, when I someone gets shot, I'm like, oh good, yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. I can't separate reality and fiction. It hurts. Like, well, because yeah. when people do it well, like the filmmakers do a great job, and it's very real. And yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, don't want to yeah. watch people's brains get blown out. <laughs> So it wasn't like that. But it was so it was, good. It no. was it was um so it was definitely a horror film. Yeah. Oh. Um okay. but then, it's so good. Like yeah. I don't I don't know how to put it. It's like, like I it, promote it, it. It runs that line between <laughs> horror and th- it's a horror thriller. Yes. And the entire so I don't want to I don't give away the movie. Um but it's very very um if you ever been in a situation as the only minority in a room, mm-hmm. that is the feeling of this entire movie from start. Cuz oh. the, the 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 basic setup is uh, a black man goes to visit his girlfriend, his white, white girl girlfriend's family, family for the first time. And his white girlfriend's family is this like well liberal to do. elite, well-to-do yeah. uh, family, but with like and then it goes a from sinister there. secret, right? which goes don't don't spoil anything. <laughs> well, that's in, that's in the, that's in the trailer. <laughs> it's in the trailer. Yeah, it's a horror movie. It's, what, no, they all live happily ever after. I mean, are you uh, a Keen Peel fan? I I am. Um, was it Megan? Oh my god! Why are you talking to me like that? A wrong. But Megan is like everything, and it makes you want to like rip all your hair out. You're like, have I ever acted like that? She's so good, so good. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So Megan, Megan made this. Jordan Peele is just a pro, and it just made me respect him so much as a storyteller because they do that so well in these like tiny skits, which I think is its own challenge. And you guys know that from like your shorts. How do you? 
succinctly tell something with like a strong message and like but in they like do five that minutes yeah right yeah. and so they they've mastered that clearly and it's like the five minute sketch with these great characters and off the wall but this is a totally different genre and i just have mad respect for him well when yeah. he said that he made it like he wrote it he, he wrote and directed wrote and directed his first movie yeah five million film made 30 million the first it is so good first, and it uh, premiered at sundance weekend. and apparently at sundance it was like a surprise uh, screening. Yeah, people showed up and they, they didn't know what they were going to watch. Oh wow! And then it was that because well, you think about horror movies and like black horror movies, and there isn't really a lot out there. There's a lot of thrillers, right? But there isn't really a lot of like when you think of black horror movies, you think of like black exploitation. You think of scary movie. I think right? yeah, more of like well, if you're going to do horror, horror and comedy, I think of scary movie. But like this again, when I think of horror in general, I feel like. The point of the movie is horror. The point of the movie is to like just get yeah. all the scary things in it to yeah. freak you out. Yeah. But I feel like this was a movie yeah. that happened to be horror. And I think what makes this movie so this horror movie so um, significant. so significant so so just like not touching because you don't you don't get touched by it, but so affecting Speak right affecting is like. <laughs> You know the trope where like the black always dies first. He's like the comedic relief. See, I don't watch stuff. horror movies, so I can't even <laughs> yeah, speak on that. He's looking at both of our faces. I'm like, we're both like, <laughs> sure, I don't know. yeah. But absolutely. this is a movie where the entire like the agency is all on the black male protagonist, yeah. and like the the girl that's usually like the 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 last girl, the one that survives, is a different character. So wait, so is it? Because I personally, I'm like pretty quiet because like I. I see it all over my Facebook feed, mm-hmm. like get out every or so. And because it's like, it's the headlines like horror, blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> I have not clicked on any of it. Cause I'm just, and you know, like, sometimes no. we, yeah, I'm like, I'm just, that's not my <laughs> thing. So I have no idea. That's how I felt. Um, yeah. But then I guess I've um, been listening to a lot of commentary after the fact. Now yeah. that, now that I've seen the movie, I can listen to how people think about it. And it's really interesting to listen to um, black people talk about it and uh-huh. how, the, the whole setup, even before the horror part of it, is a horror movie that they live day to day. Like the whole the intro of the movie itself oh. is like the setup to like their own personal horror story. I'm like, I want right? to write an Asian horror story. <laughs> right. So that's that was my. It's just smart. It's a smart film. Yeah. It's it's a smart story. And it, so it goes it's into, told from that perspective. Yeah. The yeah. black guy's the with, main with that character. Filter. Yeah. And it goes into yeah. you know like fetishization of black bodies, um, objectifying people based on, you know, it's like a lot of, oh. just a lot of very, very smart commentary. Oh. Within and it's this. not all biting. That's the yeah. thing too. It's funny. Like it's Jordan Peele. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like that's what I think I was trusting of like, okay, I love Keaton Peele. Yeah. So if this guy's going to go horror, I, I, I'll i go with that. I think if he does it, he's going to do it well because he does he does satire so wonderfully. And he's a, right. he's a fan of horror and he, he's, he said he wants to make more like socially conscious thrillers. That's his like oh. his goal. It was really you know? I just think it was really yeah. old, and I want to watch it again. So I was considering, but they went a little late. I oh. want to watch it again too because now that you know, yeah, the twist, I was like, I need oh. to go back, and yeah. then like because you're like, oh, but, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but, so as someone who doesn't watch horror movies, like, like, were you has it stayed with you in like a scary sense? Like, Absolutely not. No. Okay, so you're the not the thing like, that left with me was the story. What it says, it had me thinking about my life and like, oh. I related a lot to it yeah. in certain ways, you know, just as, like as, as, as a minority. minority and, okay. and well, like I said, if you've ever been like, I've experienced this in, um, when I was on the East Coast, like, you know, you went to a high school where you were one of the few minorities. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever been through that, through that experience, the tension in the, the tension that they utilize in that film is very familiar. Yes, yes. Yeah. It feels very, like, so that's what I'm saying. It was like, it's a, it's a black 
uh, commentary, but it's at the same time. So I walked away thinking not at all about the horror things that, because I was freaked out, but like what I thought about was my life, how I related to it, how well it was made as a film, you know, as the the artist. I was like, wow, they just did, you know, and dissecting it. (laughs) They just did blah, blah, blah. Yeah, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. So great. I can't, I want to, like, I'll spoil everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's also. So, yeah. So I was wondering, no, go ahead. Yeah. But I also thought about our political and social climate now right, right. and i was like damn like he couldn't have planned this and you know he didn't because nobody knew what <laughs> the state of this world was going to be when he was done with the edits and yeah. when it was actually getting distributed you know no one could have known that but i just feel like and it was the weekend before the oscars and all of that i was like wow this is very appropriate wow, very appropriate yeah. i and, and for a lot of different reasons whether people are going to like it or not i wanted a lot of people to watch it just so that we could have that conversation right yeah. and yeah. it's through this film that we could start to talk about things because it, it allows you to ask certain questions you're like well what did you think about da 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 right right and um that that lends itself to a yeah. larger conversation i think that's the beauty of film or just art in general mm-hmm. where they bring to light and like issues or things that like yeah no one really talks about but when it's put in your face and in such a creative artistic way yeah it, it makes you you're like i have to talk about this and, and it makes it a little a, more comfortable yeah yeah it's a, such a masterful because it just transcends the horrorness of the movie mm-hmm. and there's definitely horror in there and there's definitely and i know there's probably a, a scene where minji was just covering her eyes and screaming scr- oh i was a lot of that yeah <laughs> oh no but oh, honestly no. there are moments where like i was you know this yeah <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as i thought too yeah. there are a lot there was a was lot like, of was like okay yeah. that's um, like me where i missed <laughs> most of the movie because i'm always like oh god like what's I mean, happening yeah it's, it's 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 not like a ring movie where you're just like oh, oh what's gonna happen f it's the <laughs> ring oh my god i don't even know <laughs> I, t- yeah. I saw that no i hate when people See, that's why i was like that's the thing with horror movies that it sticks with you after when you're uh, late at night. Like I've had like scary <laughs> moments when I'm like home alone five years after watching some movie and I'm just like, oh my God, if I turn around and there's yeah. someone looking at me right now, you know? Trust me. Yeah. And the ring was like the freaking TV. Oh, and gosh. I was like, I can't watch TV anymore. Do you ever feel you. like when you're driving down a dark road and you see like a person, they're going like, to appear next to you? Oh my God. I get that from What roads are you talk- driving down? Stop talking about no, it. I have gotten into my car late at night sometimes. I'm like, what if I... It's always turning around. If I turn around, I'm sort of in my back seat, you know? Just, you know how they, they, they show that where they, you see them in your rear right. view mirror and they're like in your car? Knock on wood, knock on wood. Totally did that last night. Oh my God. Because they were leaving for Get Out and I got back in my car and I realized I had left my window like just a sliver open. So technically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so many, yeah. And I was like, I know. <laughs> You kind of have to do that. The slow though. turn. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh. that's your personal horror movie. Yeah. I was thinking actually after leaving, like, what, like, what would the Asian American inside the horror movie be Ooh. like? And I'd be like, it would be probably you got a bad, you got bad grades, and you're trying to. <laughs> how do how do I get my parents to sign this report card? No, we go through like <laughs> a parents beat you, you mm. know, or like your taunt. I mean, it'd probably I, be something like. I don't know. Kind of I'm like slowly crafting this as we speak about it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it nonstop. I was like, what would that version be? Yeah. You should definitely talk to Philip Wing. He has lots of thoughts about those type of things. Every time he watches a, a movie uh, with a African-American like protagonist or that type of storyline, he's just like, when will we have one as Asians, you know? Right. I hung out yeah. with Phil right after The Great Wall. We, oh. had, we had a lengthy conversation oh, with Jenny and Phil. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> I've been a part of those and it's just like... <laughs> yeah. 
It was more through, and then it became more Jenny and Phil talking. We're mm. just like listening <laughs> and watching. It was fun. What's on your mind, Minji? Um, the Oscars are on my mind. Ooh. That's a loaded topic. Um, uh, what an Oscars! I actually missed it this year, but I got the updates on my phone. I watched yeah. every single second of yeah. it, baby. I was like, oh, oh, let's just talk about how Moana got robbed twice. I cried when Moana performed. Mm. Did you watch it? The movie. Did you watch uh, the Oscars? I little snippets, but <laughs> okay. I I watched the very end. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there there's a lot going on. It was a very low key and again, a lot of the hubbub around the Oscars there like everyone was anticipating really political speeches. Mm-hmm. There was one in particular from the filmmaker who decided not to come out of mm-hmm. protest about the travel ban on Muslims, oh, which yeah. was very powerful and had yeah. someone say the speech on it, but I applauded and I was like, "Damn, that's yeah. real." But like everybody else except Jimmy Kimmel was like staying pretty neutral and just like celebratory i think everybody's been through like the sag awards the golden globes and like the emmys and like everything they're like they just want to celebrate yeah they want to like honor and everyone's waiting for them to do it so they're like screw you i'm not gonna do it (laughs) um but yeah i mean the biggest thing that everyone's talking about is uh obviously the mix-up and then which i freaked out and i was just so you watched that i watched that yeah yeah um and i'm ecstatic that moonlight won it's just have you watched it? Yeah. Oh, I'm so bad. I haven't watched any of these. No, a lot of people yeah. haven't actually. Yeah. You know, like it's that's the funny thing with the Academy Awards. It's like a lot of films that like they they constantly make fun of it. It's like oh, it's another one, <laughs> like another <laughs> film that nobody watched. Yeah. And Jimmy Kimmel said it a bunch of times during the night. Yeah, I, like, I, I I heard his beginning monologue and I was like, oh, so that's his joke. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there are certain themes that I think you know I I just feel required to say because there's enough conversation about. The mix-up, I don't think it was a conspiracy. I think it was a genuine mix-up. Well, I thought of you because I was like, how many did you hear about what going to get in trouble for that? Wait, why? Did you hear about what actually happened? What actually happened? So basically, um, <clears throat> as people come out, they have two... Yeah. They have two, stage left and stage right. They, they have um, a pile of letters that go according to the order. So as whether or not the host or the presenters come from stage left or stage right, they would have the correct envelope. Apparently, the dude who was supposed to be keeping track of that mm. was... Tw- we don't know if this was the reason, but he was tweeting like right before it happened. He was tweeting about like, "Oh, Emma Stone's backstage." Oh. So people think that he probably forgot to switch out yeah. the letter because, because there's two of each. And uh, Emma Stone just yeah. won before right, this picture, right. so her envelope would have been there. So like Warren Beatty uh, picked up, or he gave Warren Beatty the wrong envelope, gave the one that has Emma, Emma Stone, Stone winning says La La Best Land, Actress. Yeah. For La La Land. That's why he was confused. He looked at it and he said, yeah. Look, I saw Emma Stone La La Land. And, and then he didn't yeah. get it. And he was like, He didn't get it. And he gave he it to Faye. He like, it off to you Faye. Do it. Yeah. Like, you read it. And she's like, She took it like a champ. She's like, La La Land. Yeah, she should have like, yeah, read, okay. read it too, though, to be honest. Yeah. Like, what were they going to do? I was thinking, I was like, What are they going to do? Like, stop the sh- Like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. The, yeah. So Jimmy Kimmel um, went on the show, his show last night, to explain his side of it, yeah. saying how he was he wasn't on stage because he was in the audience next to Matt Damon because they were going to do a bit at the end oh. right about how Matt Damon's lost Oscars again and whatever because had, they had this thing going yeah. um, and then Matt's like I think I think something's wrong and so <laughs> go to your job Jimmy yeah. <laughs> get up there so you ran up there and you know yeah had it, had it, yeah. yeah that's such a that's like a nightmare scenario for for the backstage oh it's my not God. even the backstage it's not even the producers it's like the person you trusted to do this job yeah. effed up 
Uh, right. That's not a this intern. is a prof- this it is be an it's intern, a right? it's a guy it's a partner from PwC. Oh, oh man, that's <laughs> you know, not good. I mean, even they get starstruck. Okay. So yeah. just saying, but honest, so just, I'm very forgiving about that. I'm like, homeboy just was saying, just excited about Emma Stone. Ernst yeah. Young, Deloitte. I think there's a job opening for the Oscars <laughs> next year. Uh, Asian. Oh, no, I don't want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing that I'm thinking about the most are like the things that I guess the other the other topics that because there were many things, right, but like right. one of I'll say real quick, super upset that Casey Affleck won the Me too. Oscar. I think he's a pile of garbage. I think he's yeah. I was going to use other words, but yeah, yeah you said I'm, trying, yeah, to, I'm yeah. trying to be civil. Yeah, I mean, but. granted, I did not watch the movie, and I I've read articles where it's like should should artists be condemned for like. The, the life personal life choices that they make and then should that affect their work you know? I, I feel like when it comes to the Oscars I feel like they, they want to be they're political when they want to be right say when they're like oh let's give this Oscar to Leonardo DiCaprio for a, a role that he wasn't necessarily the best wasn't necessarily his best role because he deserves it mm-hmm. um, like in this case they're like oh the best actor won when they could have probably made a political more, a more political decision and giving it to one of the other I'm sorry great I watched actors. clips he did not do better yeah. than Fences he did not do better <laughs> than Denzel Washington but on top of that it's the more of like it's not even political it's like the fact that he's a piece of shit and like that these that he has very real allegations and holding people accountable and like this is me coming as like the actor side of me we're part of an industry this is a job right so if you had the CEO if you had Bill Gates right and you basically had all these sexual allegations that he settled out of court and then he did XYZ but you basically had a good understanding that he might not be the most upright person but that you hand him like the CEO of the year award it says something right there's yeah. a, there's an accountability that is not being held and that is the accountability gets held very hypocritically and uh unequally and it's just it's so blatantly bizarre to me yeah. how Nate Parker who granted did a different crime but in the same in the same vein is completely blacklisted from Hollywood and will never pro- you know he'll never be working on a major project ever again and this guy minimal to no press about this the only thing the reason why I got press coverage is because Constance Wu brought it up bless her heart and then now people in like Jezebel and like these like super liberal well, it was brought up it was brought up initially and it was kind of, it passed. Yeah. And supposedly, yeah. supposedly, again, I'm like gossiping here, but like Matt Damon had, he worked with like trying to get the press to like stop talking about it and oh, whatever. Really? So again, it's, and that there's, there's, there's thought pieces of right. about it. And again, to clarify, we're not saying that Nate Parker deserves a second chance. Like Casey, yeah. like we're saying. He got accountable. Yeah. He got held accountable and this guy did not. Yeah. At all. He got an Oscar. <laughs> and it's just like people are applauding him. And I mean, for me, I I can. I'll, okay. I'll entertain the thought for the other side where they're just like, okay, that's his personal life, whatever. But I feel like it's it's the underlying thing in the political climate now, right? Where it's just like there's certain biases that people just like accept and they actually just consider normal. And I think that's what's happening in Hollywood and a lot of these things, right? Where it's, I mean, I saw a comment where I'm not saying I completely agree, but it's like, when, what does it take for a white male to fail in Hollywood? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm surprised that Mel Gibson is coming back. I hate that guy. Like, (laughs) I don't even say, because how egregious he was and yep. okay not to say that maybe he's changed maybe whatever but there's no talk about it there's no one that's like exactly like saying 
okay, this guy did a really crappy thing. Yes, it could be gossip, but then women have been taking, minorities have been taking down for lesser things. Right, exactly. Like people don't get to work if they like took a clipboard from set. Do you know what I'm saying? And this, and this is the other thing where people argue like what he does in his private, this happened at, on set, this happened with his employees. Okay, yeah. so that's even more. This is like a, like a boss abusing you at work, and then him getting li- literally elevated in his in his role. So to clarify um, for listeners who don't know what we're oh, talking yeah. about, they're like, "What's um, wrong with Casey?" <laughs> yeah, like, some like people were asking yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And it's because no one's talking about it. They don't know. <laughs> so basically, he's been accused of sexual harassment. Right during his, I think it was really, like tw- at least twice, right? Yeah, yeah. two yeah. different women, yeah. a producer, and like a set, a, two women that were on part of his team. And again, there are other people there to witness it. This is it, and like it happened on set in front of people. It happened in hotel rooms where, like, it was just he's known to sexually harass the women on his set, or like in 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 this these two cases yeah, and then um, make them feel super uncomfortable after they reject him and call him out and then because he's Casey Affleck and he's the boss that like and it's usually one woman on set Mm -hmm. at least the one that I was reading it was like one woman on set so Mm -hmm. the rest of the guys just kind of follow suit after Casey Affleck and just continue to ridicule her and then call her cow like say talk about her her sex life talk about her isn't it time for you to have kids like all sorts of con- like i would just not tolerate that yeah. for a second well now but the thing is i have dealt with getting commented um at like that in previous years by yeah friends so mm. on maybe not on record but like known to be a generally shitty guy yeah, yeah. but like again it's white guy in Hollywood and and the the number of people who are protecting him that's also what mm-hmm. just really grinds my ears because we need good people to stand up for what's right and I feel like for whatever reason like bros and what all that stuff like literally big brother and big brother's best friend and um it's just it's very upsetting and then on top of this the symbolic awfulness of Brie Larson who's a sexual assault survivor being the one to announce his yeah. name and hand him the award and I applaud the fact that she refused to applaud him and she didn't hug him either mm. yeah well she did I think once when he first came up but like I don't know oh, did like she? Oh. yeah but it was just like uncomfortable it was uncomfortable yeah. and um, again, like, but again, I'm glad that people are outraged about it. I'm glad that women are speaking up about it, and men. Like, they're like, it's this, good that this is a, tool, this guy's a tool now. and douche yeah. lord, and he does not deserve this. And I think it's just, it. it just comes to the fact that we cannot continue sweeping this underneath the rug. If he continue, or people like that continue climbing high and higher, which they do, you know, but it's, that's one thing. But I think it's, we need to start by not normalizing this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, and, and then, okay. yeah. And yeah. then it's, it, I mean, in this climate, it's hard to because there's, it's so normalized that people will jump on you for saying something. You know, they're yeah. like, what do you mean? It's not even that. And then I hate, I hate the argument where it's just like, well, how do you even know that she wasn't doing it for money? That's why she reported <sighs> it and blah, blah, blah. I and mean, rape cases. And, and now he's an award, Academy Award winning actor, Casey Affleck, which just increases his cachet too. Right. Yeah. Because like there's, like you said, there's probably many comparable and better actors than him. That's what pissed right? me off as an, I was like, you're not the best actor that you, you got privileged enough to get that role and you have a lot of people on your side to like hand over your check saying, yeah, make your movie. Right, yeah. you're not the best that there is, and the fact that you're a shitty person, like, yeah, I want to take you out of that role, and give it to somebody else who's probably who's equally worthy. or be- who's yeah. worthy of that award. Because I still, to this day, still have some 
appreciation and respect for the Oscars, like despite everything. Yeah. Like I, you know, if you won one, I, I it would be an amazing achievement. And well, I would have She pointed that. at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not not me. Marvin will be not for Marvin. audio engineering. Yeah. <laughs> You'll do sound mixing and sound editing. I'll, I'll win the uh, like best picture award for producing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, one last thing, one last thought on this topic was just, like you said, yeah, and it's, it's so even the way people are nominated is so political, right? Like yeah. Viola Davis won for Best Supporting Actress, but she was a lead actress in that film. But her right? role was less, I mean, okay, yeah, she was lead actress in that film, but the movie's mainly about uh, Denzel. Right. So, I mean, I think a bigger thing was about Dev Patel. Like he was the lead actor in Lion and he got placed in the supporting actor category oh. because they were like, you have a better shot of winning that. than Not against Mahershala oh. Ali though. Yeah. Mahershala. Mahershala. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. One more thing about that. So that's <laughs> the last thing about the Oscars was Jimmy Kimmel, which ties to our girl Yulri, who made her like amazing surprise debut at the Oscars and hugged Meryl. And I'm ecstatic that she did. Um, so but basically, you, 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 you I basically did, Because yes. you hugged Yuri. I hug Yuri all the times. Time. Yeah, so, so I basically So by did. transit property. And, and by that, you're basically Meryl Streep. Like, I, with yes. The, the, the Asian Meryl Okay, so you guys guy. get it. Yeah, I totally get yeah. <laughs> it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so totally much. Totally not overrated. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> She's so overrated. Um, but that was an amazing thing. But the other thing that's now emerging as like a topic post-Oscars is like Jimmy Kimmel's... I thought he killed it as a host, but the one part that was getting obnoxious was his... Is, uh, making fun of the names of the tourists. It, he, uh, well, like Yulri got specifically under fire, and he was just like Yulri, and I was like, her name's not that hard, Dick. Like, I was just, <laughs> I was like, come on, because well, because before Yulri, he was making fun of Mahershala, and then I was like, oh hell no, because <laughs> he was making fun of Mahershala Ali, like because he just became a dad. He was uh-huh. like, would you name your daughter like? please make it something normal like Amy or something, no. like, something like that. So it was like an ongoing theme and it's just like, come on, man. That joke is so old and it's so insensitive and you're the one that's like doing all the satire yeah. to talk about people coming together. Yeah. You're supposed then, to, you're following up Chris Rock. You're just right? like, like, come on, dude. Learn from the example. Yeah. So people are, I'm glad people are talking about that, that it's that people are not glossing over that. Oh, people are tweeting great. about it and yeah. writing their thought pieces on like, it was, that was insensitive, racist, stupid you sh- you could have left that out. Right, it wasn't funny. But yeah, our friend was on the Oscars. Yeah, Yuri <laughs> and her, and again, I'm gonna plug collaboration. We were their first date. Oh, Yuri and her husband. So they were on their honeymoon. That's how they ended up on the Oscars. Oh, they like randomly. They they live in L. A. Uh-huh. But they were on the Starline <laughs> tour bus. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> like, and that's like... how they ended up at the Oscars. They surprised these tourists to like go in. Yeah. Oh, really? So they thought they were going to see some Oscars exhibit. They thought it was. <gasps> that's what they were told, and then they brought them into the Oscars. Oh, and, I would be so pissed because I'd be like, "Are you serious? <laughs> Look at the way I'm dressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want me to meet?" Ryan Gosling and what a way right Shush yeah. up because you always look like no, ridiculously no, cute no. all the time. So that, <laughs> that wouldn't even happen. No. That's irrelevant. No, but, but that happened and then yeah. Oh, that reminds. Oh there's so many things. We're, uh, we're we might have to go to a break after this and then <laughs> yeah. catch up afterwards. Sorry for skipping your topic. I had a good one too. We're going to talk about Mulan. We'll we'll, we'll get to it after kidding. the break. Yeah, we'll, ta- we'll, we'll talk to the after we'll break. We'll talk about it in the. We just uh, this is gonna be a, this is this is gonna be an extra long episode. Just sucks warning for you, guys. but also you're welcome for all you guys listening now. It's gonna be it's, strap in because it's gonna be here for a long. Strap while. in, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hearing Marvin say that is so awesome. <laughs> I know, right? I don't One of hear the this. best um, acceptance speeches of the weekend wasn't actually at the Oscars. 
Andrew on. Yeah, our friend, friend of the podcast, Andrew on, um, won the um, John Cassavetes Award at the Independent Spirit Awards, which is which is given to the best, the best picture, the best feature with a sub five hundred thousand dollar budget. Oh, right. So proud of him. Wow. And he just made and everybody made great like hearts explode. For his film Spa Night, which came out last year. Oh, did you guys is, watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. Available on Netflix now for the for those of you who want to I watched it watch it in New York, which was like the perfect setting to watch it. <laughs> and I was like, I miss LA. Oh. But um he just had a really powerful speech. It's on Collaboration's Facebook page if you want. We sh- we shared that and we tweeted it, I think, and um he just yeah, he, he took his moment to just mention like these stories are powerful that film is powerful tool to share stories of the marginalized and remind people that we're human and that we're here and you know you can't ignore us or deny us and I was like he gave a shout out to his parents for accepting him as a gay Korean yeah that was the end and I was just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you're like I know him it was such awesome because we've seen like Diaz's speeches Alan Yang's speeches and we're like oh that's cool but now we're like oh I know the guy making that speech yeah and it's such a so basically you gave that speech right? basically Marvin did, gave yeah. it yeah. congratulations congratulations Marvin oh my <laughs> god you had your moment as well how <laughs> <laughs> oh, exciting no we're very proud of Andrew that was yeah. very moving and I'm glad That's he awesome. said what he did yeah. yeah and these are all like really important times to be saying these yeah. things so yeah. definitely bravo good job alright we're gonna take a quick break before we come back for to talk uh, about Mulan yeah to talk about Mulan <laughs> and peaches and tea and all the things with Christine. Everyone like clicks off now. <laughs> no. no, stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you if you if you click off now, Christine will be sad. So yeah, would, we'll uh... be right back. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Collab Cast. The Collab Cast, of course, is part of Collaboration, a national nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, developing, showcasing, and connecting the creative talents of our Asian American communities. You can learn more about Collaboration by going to our website at www.collaboration.org. That's Collaboration with a K, where you can find our other content offerings such as blog articles, videos, and podcasts like this one. A reminder again that Ninji and myself will be in Austin in a little over a week to represent Collaboration at the South by Southwest Festival and Conference. Collaboration is hosting two official South by Southwest events, the first of which is a panel on Sunday, March 12th, entitled Asian Americans Break the Silence and the Stereotypes, which will be a panel discussion between Ninji, who is our moderator, and our panel made up of Phil Yu of Angry Asian Man fame, comedian Jimmy Yang, and actor Dante Bosco. Collaboration is also hosting the first ever official South by Southwest Music Showcase featuring Asian American musicians on Thursday, March 16th at Lambert's Barbecue in downtown Austin. The lineup features Rianda, Melissa Polnar, Megan Lee, Big Phony, St. Lennox, and Run River North. We're super excited about these events, and if you're in the Austin area for South by Southwest, please stop by and say hi. We'd love to see you and would definitely appreciate the support. Finally, this podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasters from the Asian American community. You can find out more about all our great programming at the website www.podcastpotluck.com. Today, I wanted to highlight one of our fellow podcasters, Phil Yu, host of Sound and Fury, which is the official podcast of Angry Asian Man. For those of you who follow the community, Angry Asian Man is a blog that's been in mainstay in the Asian American community for a very long time. Phil is currently holding his 2017 subscriber drive, 
where he's asking for community donations to help keep Angry Asian Man running. The money will go towards not only maintaining his blog, but his other endeavors, such as his podcast. By donating this year, you also get the 2017 Stay Angry t-shirt featuring an exclusive design by artist Irene Ko, artist of The Legend of Korra. So if you have some time to support one of the most respected voices in Asian America, you can do so by going to his website, angryasianman.com. And don't forget to listen to his podcast, The Sound and Theory. You can find that and the other great shows of the Podcast Collective, again, by going to the website, www.podcastpotluck.com. And that's all the updates I have. Thanks again for listening to the Collabcast, and let's get you back to the show. And welcome back to the Collabcast. Forget where you are. <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> This is episode 109. We're so emotionally worked up. From I know, that was a good podcast. break. You're part of too many podcasts. You're like, what am I talking about with who again? <laughs> who, when, and how, why? I have like th- at least four more ideas in my head, too, that wow. I really want to do. That You are the podcast king. Tis. Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, is. I mean, we'll talk about this later, but the only reason why my podcast with Regina <laughs> exists is because of Marvin. Aw, yeah. I know. When he yeah. told me about it, I was super excited. Yeah. I saw that you posted on Facebook and someone was like, oh my God, are you producing another podcast? <laughs> yeah. Not producing. I just kickstarted it. No, you, you I put you on your way. No, you helped yeah. make it happen. Yeah. yeah, you helped make one of our dreams come true. It's Aww. episode 109. We're here with our guest, Christine Chen. Hi. That's my hi. <laughs> hey. So we ran long in that last segment. So uh, let's talk about what's on Christine's mind before we get into what's on Christine's to-do list. Uh, um, there's so many Christines. I was like, that Christine, my Christine. Um, this office much, is full of Christines. Yeah, but we've kind of taken my Christine off the the table-ish. Yeah. I've actually, like now that in the acting world, they've actually removed Christine. This is Minji. They just, oh. I was like, yeah. But last week I That's got called Minnie move. twice. Minnie? I was like, no. There's a J. There's a J. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> is that like Excuse a... You. Was the hand gesture What's doing? doing? Is, was <laughs> that like a, a a big decision for you? Is this what that means? I'm. He's like pointing downwards with his hand. No. It's a hip hop thing. This is it's, it's like, not yeah. like Drop it, going down. Like, yeah. um, no, it was not. It's actually pretty kind of. We don't have to talk about it. It's just the name that my dad gave me, so I don't want to disrespect that he gave me Christine because I love my dad. My dad also gave me Christine. Aww, oh, yeah. love. But then, loved dads. But the Minji. But was, Minji is who I am. Yeah, I mean, every time you see you, it's like Minji. Yeah. Legally, you're Minji. still Christine, right? Huh? Legally, you're still Legally. Christine. Minji's actually not illegal. So, anyway. Illegal yeah. name. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I've talked about this on the podcast. It's like yeah. not even worth talking about. But it's um, it's, no, cool. It it's cool. It's cool to, like, take ownership of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, call me Minji. Yeah. Wasn't it, like, I'm bringing up this talk. Never mind. Forget it. I was going <laughs> to even think of it. Who's the actress in Chloe in... Um, Chloe Bennett. Yes. Yeah. And then she was saying why she took on that name because she had a more Asian name. Her, her real name is Her real name is Chloe Wang. Wang. Yeah. Because her father oh, is yeah. Asian. Her yeah. father's Chinese. Right, right. That's not my topic, but that was that reminded me of that where she explained why. At first, it was like a clickbait where like, oh, Chloe doesn't take her Asian name or something, right? So when I clicked <laughs> it and her explanation was just so respectful yeah, that I was like, oh, I, I get it. Because it is a matter of respect and, you mm-hmm. know, there's um, ties to that and history. So, yeah. Take ownership of Minji. I am. Know? And you know what funny uh, thing is that Kihong's one of the reasons why I'm like... Yeah. Like, there's lots of reasons, but Keong's one of them because he, I was like, good for him. He, like, 
owns it. Yeah. He didn't turn into like, you know, James Lee. James. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, his real name, which I don't, I forgot, but it's like so not what you, you're like, oh no, I'm so used to seeing or saying Keong and then Keong. like Is Bernard or something. Yeah, Bernard. <laughs> I don't know. Larry. Yeah. Larry. Larry. <laughs> Larry. I actually know Asian Larry. Oh, really? yeah, they I know, exist. I know Larry's too. Yeah, but no, Larry's not, cool. I'm sorry, like yeah, we're funny. not laughing at the Larry name. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like Keong as Larry. Larry. That's yeah. no, it's just so funny. All the Larrys listening to us. Oh, I know. I love. Like, I have. Yeah. I have so many girls. Larry friends. <laughs> yeah, no, Larrys are cool. <laughs> it's just Keong as Larry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's what's your topic? <laughs> yeah. Three hours later, finally, the episode that doesn't end. Um, yeah. Good luck editing this. Yeah, <laughs> um, everything's staying in. You, saw, you signed up for it, Marv. So you everything know. is staying in. Um, yeah. So uh, when Marvin was like, "Oh, let's bring up a, a pop culture like thing," I was like, "Oh, so intimidating." And the first thing that came into my mind was Mulan, like live action. Live movie. action. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, granted, it's already kind of passed a little bit. Where. It, for a while on my newsfeed, everyone was talking about the outrage of how they were about to cast and uh, the script they were going to bring right. in a, a love interest, right? Had, yeah. And a, a, white, a white love interest. Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on, on all that. And I mean, you guys have watched Disney Mulan. And so right. I memorized yeah. it. I was like, I mean, do you guys want to hear it right now? I, I could, I could, so I'm going to sing Reflection. I don't think you can. We don't want to have me sing that. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think in that yeah. key. <laughs> I don't think you could be. Marvin a, wants to move on. <laughs> no, I don't think you could be an Asian American growing up during that year without like watching Mulan, watching Mulan, or mm-hmm. having Mulan be everywhere. Right. My, my right. song is really a girl with fighting for. I could sing that. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, do a sing along another episode. We should totally do a sing along episode. Oh, sing along episode. That sounds terrible. We'll yeah. <laughs> we'll intermix good singers because we know a lot of those, and then also not for entertainment value. <laughs> so I want to. I kind of want to wrap roll on. this into the new Beauty and Beast coming out yeah. soon too, right? So is this going to be like? And feel free to like pit, jump in. Would you rather see, like, with Beauty and Beast, a straight-up remake of the Disney movie or, like, another version of it, like the Cinderella? Oh. So yeah. I haven't watched the live-action Cinderella. Like, I haven't watched any of the live-action Disney different? movies. It is different. Yeah. They added some extra, but they... They, they kept the... It was like a remix. Mm. Like, they kept certain original things from the original cartoon Disney movie. Right. But then, yeah, they add And same with Snow White. They, like, mm. they did... And then Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty was, like... Totally different. different. I like that yeah, one. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Snow White was that Snow White and the Huntsman because I don't think that was. There, been, there, there have been multiple. There's one with Julia Roberts too, where she oh. like there's 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 multiple things of Snow Thinking White. about the one with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, that was totally with Kristen Stewart. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. But Charlize <laughs> Theron as the evil queen. Mm. Oh, she's gorgeous. Oh my god, yeah, gorgeous. Um, I kind I really I think everyone's so. Ecstatic. Why is ecstatic like my word today? Everyone's really happy about Beauty and the Beast because it is like the cartoon put into real life, mm-hmm. and they they just took the script and like just yeah. Made it. I they mean, the songs human. and everything. I mean, is it just me or do you guys just feel a little bit cons by Disney where they're just repackaging yeah. the same thing to you? That's so like, genius in terms of I money also, making. So Disney, I also I want to reiterate my gripe about how this film is set in France, but everyone talks British. Of course. <laughs> oh, is that your British accent? My name is British. Emma Watson. British. <laughs> Somebody has gripes about her. Bonjour. Oh, Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> 
would have been nice if they, if they got a French actress. That'd Wait, be so they, they don't even try to attempt that? Well, like. the only French person in the entire movie is Lumiere, right? Yeah. And like the one, the one. one of those the maid. One break the spell. One, oh, nice. one of those maid brooms. The maid brooms? Wow. Yeah. How dare the you? French maids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a real. I was gonna say she's a real human, but she's not. She's a real she's woman. Stop yeah. disrespecting her. Don't minimize her. And yeah. Mrs. Potts is even doing her British, right? Oh yeah. Well, that was Angel freaking Lansbury. And then Chip was somehow American. Yeah, yeah. Chip was American. <laughs> they didn't get a British kid. Gaston is. This is your chance, Disney, to make it authentic. And I think it's passed. It it's, 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 it's coming out. Yeah, they're getting Emma Watson. You know. Yeah, she's I mean, a, Mulan's probably going to be all sweetheart. Yeah, Mulan's probably going to be all in like American accents too, and that that's okay. That's okay. I guess. I like we're like that's okay, but then wow, like that British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace the British. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad that they're. I'm just saying, okay. Bonjour is in the freaking song. I know. <laughs> I get it. Just like so offended by. This. I understand. They could have avoid the entire comparison or the you know I'll get the you disconnect. A baguette and a latte, <laughs> cafe au lait. <laughs> Or to feel you for better. I don't I can't speak mm. right now. Um, if Mulan, I, love, I have to say I love your guys' dynamic. I've always loved it. It was just like when one person gets all hyped up about something, the other person's like, "All right, all right, calm down. <laughs> Do you want a baguette? I'll get you the baguette." Okay. It's usually me getting hyped up and him going yeah. like, all "I feel right, like then. the Gaston they cast isn't buff enough neither." But that's just griping. Whatever. Who? What? Playing Gaston? Yeah. Who'd you want? Like the Rock? Yeah. <laughs> He's in too many movies. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's gonna be in Milan. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna no. be Shang. <laughs> what if they do that? They She's do that? genuinely worried, and like, they might do that because they're like, he's Pacific Islander. Uh, I my my Shang, my dream Shang is um, Daniel Henney. Ooh, mm. he's kind of past yeah. the age now, but yes. Yeah, but come I mean, on. it's like ancient Asia, you know. But I kind of, uh, that's a great one. Are you guys picky about that, though, though, where, you know, this is a story that takes place in China, like, if they cast a non-Chinese and, like... I'm not like, as picky since it's Disney. <laughs> Only because it's Disney. Like, but, but again, uh, that's, probably, the bonjour, that's probably but... me, like, setting my bar lower. Mm-hmm. It's a funny thing with Asian movies that we tend to like just That's be right. happy that it's being made. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're, we're still, not at that point yet. We're still, I mean, it's a little bit more like I want them. And I think Crazy Rich Asians like kind of raise the bar a little bit yeah. because they're very like all Asian cast, you know. For those of you, I perfectly see the disconnect between my bonjour <laughs> criticism and my Mulan <laughs> okayness. Okay. So don't tweet but, at me. But, but I totally understand <laughs> what you guys are saying where because. Asians don't really get those roles. It's yeah. just, let's just get someone up there that's good. Let's just yeah. get like let's yeah, like if they can make it good right? If they make it good, then more opportunities. Right? Like we're at that level where we just want we just want Asian faces on screen. Yeah, I let's think. just get representation. Like yeah. we're just getting whitewashed and like is it whitewashed? I was is it yellow, yellow face. face? Yellow yeah. face. Also you know? whitewashed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're still fighting that. So. We're doing better, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yay! <laughs> Getting better, yay! Um, but I think I your original question was um, if if was that your question if they like remixed it or if they kept it original? I I yeah. hope that they keep it to the original Mulan. But then the problem is like I really want to know what they're gonna do with Mushu. <laughs> That's that's just like, CG. Concern. Like I'm curious. I'm I mean, curious. You, I really you wonder. You watch I'm, the Great Wall. They have the technology yeah, yeah, to bring can, dragons yes, to life very, now. Yeah, okay, very so. true. Oh. 
I'm problem solved. <laughs> there it is. You're concerned. So obviously they're, they're going to hire Mike Damon to play Mushu. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, he saved China. Who is? Or I don't know. I didn't watch. Who I didn't is? Watch it well. Do you think they're going to like? Who is like the, the present day Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. <laughs> uh, yeah. He Are they just getting Eddie Murphy to like? Well, it's a voice. It's going to be CGI Dragon. Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Well, because, I mean, if we're taking Beauty and the Beast as an example, they have CGI Lumiere and what's-his-face, the clock dude. Cogsworth. Cogsworth, yes. Yeah. God, Marvin, get the names right. (laughs) God. So unprofessional. It wasn't my favorite Disney movie. What? What is your favorite Disney movie lion king. Uh, lion king yeah i feel that's the common answer i always get from like guys from guys <laughs> yep all of them is it because it's like the father son the father son coming of yeah i'm becoming a man i'm not ready to delve into this okay that's, <laughs> that's another right what about yeah. sword the stone i, I was thought that was boring i was thought no. that was super boring that's tr- is that your favorite not my favorite but i just feel like it's a very underrated disney movie i don't even I just remember like it was boring. it's very clever like, it gets to the fish part i'm like oh watch it when you're older it's very because it's very it's yeah, it's I, very mentor mentee. That's how I feel about Bambi, too. I feel like Bambi's really boring. Bambi, hella boring. For <laughs> the Soda is not even. It's so funny. Okay, I have so many movies I have to watch after this podcast. <laughs> There's so many. Sword of the Stone is on the list. There's a new King Arthur movie coming out, though. Is there? Yeah. Who? Um, I forgot who, who. It's the. What's his face? The guy who, who was in Pacific Rim is playing King I didn't Arthur. Watch it's that. directed by Guy Ritchie. So okay, Madonna's ex. Highly that's frenetic. all I know him as. <laughs> British yeah. action. Back when thriller. I used to watch a Reed Perez Hilton. <sighs> wait, okay, so what the are whole, we talking? Wait, so the whole point of the Mulan thing, where oh, like, one of the things I wanted to bring up is they're hiring a female director. Yeah, did you see that? I saw that. That's yeah. what I saw. That's the that's what revived the topic, right? right. Like recently in social media. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm so excited about that because I mean, like, I mean, we'll talk about women's stuff in in a bit, but then the fact that there's like. Women so directors only make up, I think they said 7% of this. Okay, I like have like, I was like, I'm going to say. One report said though. 15 and I was like, well, also like returning generous. directors too. There's not a lot of directors that like stay. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just like the one. We'll give them a shot. They said that women, women comprise 13% of directors on the top 700 films. Wow. But just 7% on the top 215 films. Okay, well, yeah. So <laughs> they're underrepresented and in the fact that so much so that they're conducting a lawsuit about it. To investigate, did you hear that? Really, I yeah. didn't know that. The EEOC, um, the Federal Enforcer of Civil Rights Acts. Yeah, there. It's such a disparity of like the the numbers that they're looking into it. You know? I'm glad they're looking into that because they they, they said that they give club. more chances. Yeah, not to, just boys club. Yeah. It's it's a boys. Club. It's a boys club. Yeah, where it's like they give more chances to uh, male directors who have failed in their their first time movies and give them a second third chance right. versus giving women the first, oh, first chance, chance from proven first successful movies. You know what I mean? Got you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's. Tr- I mean. So this reminds me of um, another podcast I listened to where Goldie Hawn was being interviewed mm. um, f- about her career. And she was saying how um, after making First Wives Club as like an independent project. And so it being, one of my favorite good. movies. Oh my, being, so oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so like good. My movie. Yeah. yeah and it being super <laughs> successful, she still had a really hard time getting the sequel greenlighted. And they, the, the, the producers wanted to like put in a male director or male, like male characters Why? and stuff. It was so good. Because it's still, they saw like, well, I don't know if another, like, they saw. I don't know the, if they can do it again. They saw the success, uh, yeah. saw the success as, of an all female principal cast as a fluke rather than a proof, uh, you know? I wonder 
what's happening now given hidden figures if that's the mentality has to change well diversity is now becoming not only a buzzword but not only something that they give lip service to but something that's actually becoming a an actual business practice practice. because i mean get out too get out is a very very black movie yeah um on paper but it did super well for like it made 30 million on the five how much was five million yeah okay you on a genre film, get, on horror genre film, you know? You go get it, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> no, and w- the the woman who's making Mulan, she did uh, was a movie about Whale Rider. whales. Yeah, Whale Rider. There's another one that she did too, but... I, that was the one that I saw yeah, that yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm glad she's a returning yeah, yeah. female director. And it's... That makes me talk about just like the women thing in general that I wanted. I was like crafting this question for you. But Ooh, it's <laughs> it's this mentality. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I'm get, I get to sit down and talk with Christine today. And I was thinking because um, earlier today I had I have an acting gig coming up and I had to have a meeting with them real quick. And I was just funny how much my body, my voice, my everything changes mm-hmm. when I'm in the room. And I, I was with kind of, voice. So I was dissecting that because the, the director of this project is a, is a guy and he's very nice, very charming, respectful, professional guy. But I, I just noticed that I changed. Right? There's right? a word for that. It's called code switching. Okay, yeah. I code switched, and that's basically like I have you, you know how, and I didn't even let him explain. It. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. You know how when you talk to pe- like other Asians, when you talk to white people, when you talk to your friends, yeah, you change though your vocabulary, your mannerisms, yes, um, oh. which is another big point in Get Out. Yes, that was a huge thing. In Get yes, Out. so yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Get Out made me think of so many things about like. I'm playing into this yeah. shit. Like, oh. it really blew my mind. It's like, like, it shows you how. Aware. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like how how the main character talks to the white people and how he talks to his best friend. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and and that's we all do that. Every yeah. person does that in different, and that's why I love because Meryl Streep yeah. said it, everyone's an actor because they are. <laughs> like, you don't right. act the same way with your buddies as you do with your superiors or whatever. And the big things yeah. for minorities, code switching is it's not just something you do as a social thing; it's a survival. Yes, is a thing you do to survive. So that was the funny thing when I like when I left. Um, I was just kind of still in the get out mode and still just in this <laughs> different state of mind, socially culturally right now. How do I play into that, and how severely do I play into that? Is it just like oh, it's like well, it's fine, you, you whatever. But I noticed that, and it's consistent because I've been in leadership positions throughout since high school, right? Yeah. So it's been a significant part of my life, half my life now, and I notice that I I insubordinate myself, right? That if I'm in a room with, it's that whole mentality of like, what are you even projecting out there, right? right? right. Because when I'm with you and I'm with Marvin, I can be comfortable and I have confidence in like my opinions and my critiques on things and my whatever, artistic vision, et cetera, et cetera, right? If I want to create this, then I would do it this way. And it's like when I get put in different rooms, my demeanor and everything changes so drastically where suddenly my opinions are shorter. They're less, um, you know, coarse cut. Yeah, Yeah, it's like I'm very accommodating and that's starting to bother the shit out of me now because it's more and more obvious to me how different it is. And it's just like... Well, also, I mean, this podcast proves that you have strong coherent arguments <laughs> do i make. yeah you do, do absolutely. I? <laughs> but i was Great, totally yeah. thinking of you because i i know like one of the things i've always appreciated about you is how much you appreciate other women and that conversation actually came up yesterday with a friend where i was just saying like it's still a new thing for women to genuinely 
like proactively support one another. Yeah. Right? Which is surprising and sad, right? Yeah. But I'm Which glad I we're getting you. to a point. No, no. I mean, like, part, it's, it's easy. When you actually think about it, it's so easy to support one another. I support you too, Marvin. You know? <laughs> I, 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 I was just going to say, that, that was a masterful segue to <laughs> I like, I like subconsciously <laughs> turned over. Did you see that? I was like, Christine. And I was like, oh, wait, Marvin's here. <laughs> yeah. Face you directly. I'm just going to go get a coffee or something. <laughs> no, I, have one. I, I, I think like it's, that's the, that's the thing where I heard you talk about this too, where as um, actresses too, like you're kind of trained to see everyone as your competition, like another Asian woman as your competition, right? Mm-hmm. Or another woman as your competition, just because there's just not as many opportunities available. Mm-hmm. And I understand that there's it's it's a survival thing. And that's the underlying uh, cultural... And it's not just in entertainment, it's everywhere. Yeah. 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 So I, I completely agree. It's unfortunate, but I totally relate to what you're saying about being, like, being in the room with a bunch of males or just a bunch of different people too but especially with a bunch of males I found myself having to apologize in a way like my tone changes and I have to explain more to just validate something I know is I, I don't have to but I still do yeah and it's like oh my god I'm kind of sorry I have an opinion about this and Yo. it's different than yours you know I mean I don't say it that way but it's like it's it, but suddenly it sounds that, like that. Yeah, it feels yeah. like that when it's coming out of your mouth, even though you didn't even say "I'm sorry," but it's coming out in yeah. this apologetic tone, or I don't even with a tinge, and it changes. And I'm sure that it's I, 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 I'm confident that it's changing in you. But it's that's what Amy Poehler says, and I love her. And she's just like, it takes so many years to figure out what you're not sorry for, yeah. or like to undo all the things that you've been trained to be sorry for. Yeah, and then it, I don't. I think it's just even the vocabulary that's just like, I'm sorry. Or I mean, I've been taught to say, not taught, but like now it's like, oh, you say thank you. Thank you for waiting and being patient with me versus like, I'm sorry. Like I came in late, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm just a naturally apologetic person just to begin with. But well, um, you're a very considerate yeah, person, but then that it's a yeah. slippery slope into exactly. being, you know, Do you think it's a, because like in Chinese and I don't know how it is in Korean, but I know in, um, in Chinese, you say, instead of saying, excuse me, you say, I'm sorry. Yeah, they right? right? Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Right. So I think it's, we have it. <laughs> Is it like a it's double layer? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. in our culture and it's also because we're female that we're, we're like people pleasers. That's what we were brought up as, you know? Um, and so. it's viewed as respectable, right? Like the respectable way to like insert yourself into, like if you were like to interrupt a conversation with your opinion or with a question or whatever, it was to be like, I'm sorry. And in some instances, you know, I'm not saying like barrel into every conversation. Sometimes, yeah, it's like people are having a thing and you want to insert your thought. You can say, oh, I'm sorry, can I say something? That's just kind of be, uh, you know, I'm not trying to remove all polite gestures here. But But it's it's more about like the deeper psychology of the way I'm asserting myself. Yeah, I mean, you think about like even (laughs) the last election cycle or something. There's something about a female, a woman asserting herself that is seen as threatening sometimes. And not just like in politics, but in, you know, in in business, in groups, in... Any leadership position. Like yeah. traits that some people see as desirable in a leader is seen as like not desirable in a female leader. Yeah, because right? yeah. they're supposed you're supposed to be you're supposed to be quotes not me saying quote this is quote Marvin saying <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like air quotes you're supposed strong. to be like 
matronly and caring, subservient. And, yeah. Well, those are all the traits that, as young girls, were taught to be likable. We're really brought up to be liked. And I've heard my my mom has said it before too, where it's like, oh, as a little girl, she'd be like, oh yeah, you know, you like go and like do nice things for like people because at the end of the day you're trying to get a husband and who's gonna love you when you're like so crazy and assertive and look at you look at you right now no one's gonna marry you like that's just all these things that you're like that's my that's supposed to be my biggest fear like i'm supposed to be liked so i can get married and find myself a man (laughs) that's really the biggest goal that you're gonna die alone yeah Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You know, yeah. So sounds I, awesome. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my like in my penthouse with my, no, whatever. <laughs> yeah, nothing against married people. Do your thing. So I, <laughs> I, I totally, I, I completely. I mean, like, I won't even bring up Hillary and and Trump and the, and the fact that, and a lot of people don't want to admit this. It's one of those things that they don't want to admit that they're racist. We're all racist in our own way, right? But it, like, it's you have to admit the truth. The more that we deny it, the more that it's going to grow into a monster of a thing, and. I just felt like we we gave the office to a man who's not even a mis- mis- I can't even continue. I'm just so angry. Like misogynist. And even like, your anger is like sweet. I, like <laughs> not trying to minimize I mean, it. It's just like no experience. I'll take your anger over my anger any day. It's yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like we took someone that he has he has no experience, right? He's incapable and has proven so. And we voted him versus a woman who has all this experience, right? And then she's... she's but people just don't like her because... They don't like her. And then that's, that was a thing, right? Where they're before, they're just like, we don't know. We just don't like her. We don't trust her, right? Why? Why? And sure, they can bring it back warm. to those emails. Like, but seriously, you're going to trust Trump? You're gonna, this, is, this is like... Oh, my God. Okay. So, yeah, we can... I love how it's you. like months later and still all so fresh. It's, it is. Well, it's because it's, it's every day. It's, week, it's month two. It's week eight of the resistance. But then, because it's not just it's not just Trump, it just speaks to um Even like the whole, now. like, Casey Affleck winning yeah. Best Actor and things like that. Well, that's whatever. That's the narrative that everyone's, like, joking, like, joking about because it's, it's like, this ridiculous reality of, like, well, yeah, you can assault women and then be president. You can assault women and win an Oscar. Yeah. And we're not yeah, saying... Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to applaud you. Yeah. yeah. We're not saying everyone... Like, we're not saying all, like, dudes are bad. No, we're no, saying, no. We're saying that. But we're saying... Yeah. We we're, know we're the saying, best ones, Like, just recognize... <laughs> like, everyone should recognize that there is a double standard. Absolutely. And in this country where we pride ourselves in being... In valuing freedom, valuing equality, the ability of yeah. every person to, like, make their own way and, yeah. you know, pull themselves up. Like, we should be striving for that equality, which means... Recognizing when there are double standards and working to correct that. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Even if it doesn't directly affect you. Yeah. I think that that's the thing where. But I'm I feel like yet. indirectly it does affect everybody. It, it, it and, does. Right? right. And like because we all. That's what I was having discussions with people. Sometimes arguments about feminism, about the word feminist, and how they interpret that, and everything's kind of up for interpretation right now because. It, I guess the image, right, of of a feminist and all all of these things, right, of politics and all these things, they've kind of morphed and they're they're evolving, right? They're right. never they're never stagnant. And the feminists from like the fifties and the sixties, seventies are very different than feminists now. Yeah. So I get that, and I'm acknowledging that. But at the same time, there's something like very central and core about feminism that I still align with, and that I think we've all been like all women have benefited and men too because it's. I don't know. It's like it's such a very specific point of view, and to hear people argue with it, it's just fine. I'm I'm all for a debate. 
I feel like people are trying to find ways to villainize it where I'm well, like, what's, why? What's, it's it's yeah. just. I mean, once you yeah, put a label on something, it's hard to shake. It's brand. It's brand yeah. recognition, right? Like, yeah. if Obamacare was not named Obamacare, it'd probably not be as hated, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's been proven because if you talk about the Affordable Care Act, people love thing. it, yeah. right? Yeah. Or mean, people it's are less the name. Op- it's affordable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, we have a ways to go. Yeah. 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 But, and I, I, I yeah. think it just comes with education and understanding. I think that people, and I'm not saying I'm not one of those people, because when you're not educated, it's so easy to just go to like how, how you're trained to feel, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think it's it's one thing when you do have a point, but it's a whole nother thing when you um, just want to argue for the sake of arguing. Like, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Like, that educate yourself and why that is a hash like why that is a movement you know and maybe just admitting we don't understand we'll never fully understand right but also it's that it's not about you uh, it's not about you exactly (laughs) exactly that's why the whole hashtag all lives matter thing it's like dude not about you step off you know like it because it's i think it's just a like people just have to uh, empathize uh, yeah Yeah, and, yeah. and i think and we we all we all resist in our own way. We, we all and the resistance now isn't like up in arms like coup d'état or that kind of stuff. It's doing our part every day to work towards that that future that we want for the next generation, for our friends, for our family, for the people around us. And aha, segue back to <laughs> um, the way that we do that as creatives, as producers, is creating empathy through art. Right. Through content, through what we create, to like create that conversation, so that people a have more things to consider, mm-hmm. more things to talk about, but more voices to hear from, and more perspectives, more perspectives to see from. And again, going back to you know Oscars and Get Out, like that's what that's that's why Get Out so so such an amazing film because it's it's a perspective it it puts you in the shoes of someone that you're not used to seeing. Their perspective from especially in this situation right mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is why i think it's so valuable I and mean, who knows if that would ever see the light day in terms of an oscar or some kind of an award yeah but i think that's also like in terms of and funny my table topic could have also been this simon cynic guy who's just like bashing millennials <laughs> to whatever degree there's there's val- merit to a degree and i'm gonna give him very little space but yeah fine there might be some facts behind it but it's just such an overgeneralization of a very a very wide and very diverse, deep generation of young people that we're affected by our surroundings, by our environment. Like it's just, he's just, it's, he sounds like a crotchety old grandpa who's just complaining that young people are useless. And it's the same I mean, thing that his <laughs> grandfather said. So I'm like, good on you. You're a genius. Thank you for shedding light. To on- those people like it or not. We're getting older. Yeah. We're about, you guys are all, you know, dying <laughs> and he's, well he's not even old that's the thing that oh. he's like barely older than us wait then, it's the, this is the guy with the millennial yeah like, the viral one yeah i i like that video i mean like i think he definitely has some points there but then he i like the, how he ended with that um it's not on the millennials really because they've already been conditioned and brought up this way it's on the businesses to have to and i don't know it's like Given that, yes, I working at Wang Fu, it was a really small company, right? But we directly brought on interns and, and staff that were millennials. Right. And 
yes, they make this may make me sound old, but they are very different from us. Yes. Very, very different. <laughs> you know, I think that you guys know, right? And it's not in a bad way. I think that they're actually going to be the generation that will make a difference because they they do genuinely believe that they are special, which we are. But then I think they're actually going to act upon it. And then hopefully given the right uh, atmosphere and condition that they can do something about it, right? Yeah. But I do think that there's a definite way to handle handle uh, managing them and bringing them up so that uh, it's not just a sense of entitlement. And I'm not saying all millennials are like this, but given my experience, uh, there's more of that than in our generation. Yes. Which right. I think, we, I don't know, people are saying we're the same generation. We but are the we're, generation. We're, 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 in the, we're in the like, we're in the older, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're like yeah. early millennials. We're the old fart millennials. Yeah. 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 Which I, so I'm saying I like, there wasn't, he, there was truth in it, but I feel like the way, he the way he, it. he delivered really easy, it was a little bit. Yeah. It's really easy to yeah. hate on the young generation, especially, well, so, I mean, we were brought up believing the world that our parents grew up in, the boomer generation, which isn't the case. So we've been adapting for the last like 10 years since, since we got into the workforce um, and I feel no, like we've been adapting oh, oh, since the internet came into our yeah, lives. and a lot of things that we 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 paved the way for this newer gen, this like later generation of well, the later millennials to kind of come in and have a better working environment because people now know how to deal with people like people like us, um, quote unquote. Um, but at the same time, I feel like people they. It's too early to put a label on our generation because we're not even in our in our prime yet, you know. I that's kind of my defense, or like I just I I, I mm-hmm. found value in what he said, and there have been rebuttals, and like I appreciated that the conversation was happening. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying out of that yeah. kind of in the context of the content creators, absolutely, I've seen all sorts of sorts of lovely entitlement and laziness all over the board. I think that that exists in every generation. I don't think. But I've also seen such like smart creative thinking as a result of very unique problems that might be unique to this generation. People are more tech savvy. They are all about hacks. And sometimes that brings about like true innovation, maybe not across the board, but it doesn't mean that like as an entire generation that they lack work ethic or the desire to succeed. Mm-hmm. You also, know what I mean? That, that's the part where I just like was really at odds with how he was painting that. And I was like, what economy did we inherit? Right. And like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and like, I can't like, I'm in my thirties and it's like how many of us can save and have retirement funds the way that it was in the same cookie cutter world that you grew up in. So I was just, anyways, yeah. but it comes back to that production thing of like, of what we're creating and what stories we're, we're gravitating towards and what we're going to like, yeah. let be our legacy that's still happening as we speak and I mean yeah, the three yeah. of us also have an added dimension of being children of immigrants so right. our parents weren't necessarily helicopter parents like a lot of oh, you know, this generation know. is you know um, and like it's it's really easy to label whole generations as like as whatever lazy or like pie in the sky optimistic but at the same time I think I wear the idealistic badge with pride because like this is we're entering the after the phase of our lives where millennials will start will start c- coming to office, will start becoming bosses, CEOs. Bringing that idealism into this world seems like a good thing. Looking at the world as it is right now, right? You know? And I like the way you framed yeah. it because I say that it's idealism and it is the embracing the fact that you are unique and that you have. Um, you know, something special about you. Everyone has something innately special and you have a responsibility. That's yeah. the way that you're yeah. framing it, is that like now do something with that. Yeah. Well, also like I, I think it's, and maybe this is 
once you're older, you, you, you do tend to say this, but like, you do have to put in the time. Yeah. And then I, I think that nowadays, I'm not, again, not labeling everyone in the millennial uh, generation, but that there's so many shortcuts to getting to that now. Yeah. You know, hacks. like, yeah, there's, yeah. Ha- and then not that, like, that's great. You guys were born in a generation that that can happen, that you can get instant fame over a viral video or like, you know, um, on, on Instagram, someone notices you and then suddenly, oh, wow, you know, you're, you have a million followers and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but then I, I think there's a balance and understanding that that doesn't really happen that often, you know? And if it does, it's also learning that it's to be appreciative of that fact, you know, yeah. versus like, it's just, you should just get it. Like, oh, I'm copying so-and-so, um, therefore, why don't I have X amount of subscribers or followers? Like, you still have to put in the work. Like, that's why this art, when it comes to it, it's a craft. It's a craft. And people that want shortcuts to get to it, like, I just feel like you're missing out on, like, the actual point of being in this industry where you can actually take pride in developing, like, skills and, 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 then, and then find a better way to communicate that versus, like, um, not that any there's any original content, but that, you know, it's really coming from a place that you've it's well thought out. You've mm-hmm. given it time. Mm-hmm. And then you, you really respect the people that have come before you and watch what they've done and put your spin on it. That's, the, that's where, <laughs> when you're special, that's where it comes in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, young people thinking they're, they're special and people trying to find shortcuts to prosperity and success isn't a new thing. Yeah, right. You have the gold rush. You have the <laughs> literally everything junks, before junk us. bonds of the 80s. You got like, Wolf of Wall Street people, like but people have been looking for a lot of those yeah. people have crashed and burned. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and same so. with same with our generation. Exactly. Yeah. There's that's that's also the part. So we say we are saying there's something yeah. special about you, and also you're not special. <laughs> like we're we're part of a, a cyclical history. It's like find your place in it. Find uh, find something that gives you purpose. And like the things that we're talking about in terms of we we have this fixation on film and producing content and having conversations and like that happens at every in every company in every job in every corner and these things that we talk about whether that be feminism and like having some identity issue with being a millennial or being a female or being you know a young person in the entertainment industry what have you those are all things that we're going to have to overcome and it's not meant to be easy because the value comes from overcoming. Yeah. Yes, right. yes. Um, so, yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. I used to hate that word and now I use <laughs> yes. it more than anyone that it's I know. pretty just bad. lean yes. in. And turn this Christine into the room. I say yes, yes. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I say it all. <laughs> it's really annoying. But I don't know. Sorry, I took us on tangents, but it was very much inspired by yeah. things that I think, you know, what... Uh, and give us credit for a second. Like sometimes I... Even with us, I'll minimize like, oh, we're not doing it. We just do a little podcast. And then people will say like, oh, thank you for talking about it. I'm like, oh, you listen? (laughs) You know, sometimes you got to just take take uh, take things in and be like, I'm glad that I'm making something of value. Yes. And I'm not at all knocking the people that have instant fame, you know, Um, but I think it's something to be said about sustainability. Like once you get up there, like what what else do you have to say? Long game or short game. You look at Emma Stone. You look at even Jordan Peele. Like he didn't. He's not an overnight success. He's yeah. been working for, for like years. years and years and years yeah. to get to this moment. And I think that should speak to our generation and everyone else who's who's a dreamer. Where it's like, 
I have so many of these interns tell me like, I want to make a difference. You know, why can't I find the job that helps me make a difference and pays me well? And <laughs> I also have the manager title and all that. I'm like, okay, you're working towards that. That cause I could definitely see that happen for you, right? But once you get that moment, say it's handed to you right here, right now. What are you going to do with it? What do you have to say now? You know? Like, I love that you yeah. asked that. Yeah, I'm like, what is it? Are you ready for it? I'm not even ready for it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, if I, I, so the whole point, I think, is just, which it's not that you took us on a tangent it actually relates to exactly what I'm doing now, you know, to bring it back to me, you know? Um, but it's like, <laughs> please like, do. I know. <laughs> please do. No, but it is, it is recognizing that like we have a long way to go and that your whole point in life is this journey of crafting a better you. So when those moments come, those significant moments, which I know you and you have felt as well, right? You're just like, this feels right. This yeah, feels right. I was you know? ready for this. Yeah, exactly. What a shame if you were to squander that moment. Yeah. By not, and then it was given to you and you're just like... Too I mean, early. Yeah. And granted, yeah. I mean, those everything happens for a reason. So if it doesn't go well, that's okay too. But I just feel like don't, don't view it as like, I need to find my moment now. And how come it's not happening? I'm doing all that I can. But are you? And that's why it's like, I respect you guys so much for starting this podcast because it's not even just like, we're doing it because it's, it's the hot thing to do, you know, and <laughs> hashtag all the things and invite all of like um, the big actor names and stuff like that. It's not. It's actually like you're using your resources now to get your thoughts out. That, I think that's what people miss nowadays. It's like, how do other people just, it just happens. Well, if it's not happening for you, you need to be creative about it. Mm-hmm. And and maybe you start the new trend. Maybe you're the one that needs to break into that in that way. And exactly what you said earlier is like learn from people who came before you. Yeah. And I think that's something that maybe is it's a trait of the millennial thing. But I feel like I, I spent a lot of time not asking questions that I, as an adult, and like at this point, like I had all these different opportunities and I don't want to then repeat those mistakes of like not asking questions. I think that was one of the biggest blunders during college and like all these. That's probably one of the biggest things that the millennial generation can learn is to appreciate mentors. Yeah. To seek it out. And it's not saying that generally people don't, because I know a lot of friends who have found mentors and they're, they're, they're actually all the ones that are doing really well right now. Yeah. I need a mentor. I've always wanted a mentor. Ditto. I think we're. Will you be my mentor? Does does it have to be like. I think we've passed mentee age. We're about (laughs) mentee. I actually disagree. I I think, I think, I think, oh, funnily, I think my parents are becoming more into mentors than I ever allowed them to be or Mm. cared for them to be. Um, And that's still even increasing. Like I still like, all right, mom. hmm." (laughs) Um, But uh, well, about certain things, but um, no, I don't think we're ever too old. And there's people that, Oh my God, if they would give me the time of day, I'd be like jumping out of my, (laughs) I'm still waiting for Oprah. Oprah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think absolutely. And the fact that you, again, are very inviting that that uh that attitude and that vibe is so needed and i think it'll be re- and honestly it's genuinely like an inspiration for me to be like i need to reach out more because sometimes well, i get yeah. in my like we were just talking about it yeah things going on no, it right just happens. here yeah people that are a little bit older like like us um like i us. really do, like <laughs> us or like <laughs> Like us. Oh, um, man. I, but I, take that, I say that with pride because it like all that Our wear turns cracking up back there. He's like, yeah, they are. Old. Yeah. Like 21 years. They're 21. Some of them are 18, right? And then um, <laughs> I really think that it's, it's real. And this is where I, I got from the talk from Simon, the millennial talk from Simon is that it spoke to me 
to do something mm-hmm. as people. I'm not saying that I know all the answers, right? But then sometimes us being older, since we know uh, what has happened, that we need to pull that from the millennials. We need to like help help them ask the questions that they don't know what to ask. Yeah. Right. And bring that dialogue to them because I remember, yeah, exactly what Minji was saying. Like at, at that age, I. didn't know what I was scared to and also feeling like I should have all the answers and if I ask will I sound stupid right but oh then, my god still <clears throat> right still right <laughs> but then, then I feel like now we're especially with, with, with this podcast even with your podcast you no know, it's like for me it's like let's why not do it yeah, yeah. let's just make it happen yeah. you still feel the fear but then we're like yeah. well whatever I'm still gonna ask it Yeah, yeah. And I love that you're doing your thing. That's why I'm so glad that like, because we had talked about this 99 episodes ago about <laughs> yeah. all the different, all these different I think that was also an hour and a half episode. That was also an extra long. Oh, yeah. And then you stayed until like <laughs> 1 a.m. or something. It was great. And then we had another podcast afterwards that no one ever will hear because we weren't rolling. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wait, because no, no. afterwards we were talking. Because yeah. we talked yeah. for yeah. Yeah. But that's, and to bring it really full circle, like I just, it's so great to come back to all these things that you're sharing that you are using your time, space, energy things that you've gathered through all the madness that's happened before our podcast ever started and in the time in between the last time you were with us to like go forth and like let it be shared because yeah. it's it's so easy for time to just pass and nothing happens yeah right? no seriously and it also took oh, it took a whole year of just building courage to do it because i said this where after i left wang fu a year ago i've up until that point i've always been like uh event planner producer that helped make other people's dreams come true and then when it's finally my turn that i've been like talking about and dreaming about i'm like oh my gosh this is it am i ready am i you know and you never feel like you're ready never you never feel like so then you just have to do it and i think it's learning to embrace the fact that the whole part of the journey is learning and then bring people along on that journey because if you have it perfect which is not who i am i'm not perfect by any means that I'm never gonna do it. And I say this, <laughs> the fact that my YouTube channel has still just, because I'm learning how to edit for the show, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's also taking like, <sighs> I'm like directing, producing, um, being in the cast, and then now editing it, right? So it's like learning all It's those things, and I feel like so intimidated by it. I keep telling myself like, just, just get an yeah. intern. Get- <laughs> It's easy. It's just make them do it. And you can also mentor them. <laughs> There, no one wants to work for me. But <laughs> Shush. Um, this podcast is going to go out. You're going to get like a bunch of DMs. Like, please, can I, I? I would love that. You know, I keep saying like, um, I there's not a lot of female editors right now, mm. and not to say that I'm only going to hire females, but then I I would love to see. I'd love to see that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing, and then my. latest i think the thing i'm most excited about not that i'm not excited about these things is that i just started um one-on-one video conferences with people that want to talk anyone that wants to talk like there's a google form you fill it out and to me so you've literally become a mentor well i i I, (laughs) know i think i just become a a a listener that's Mm. really what it is you know and i i put myself back in the shoes of Christine when she was 12 and then just not feeling I could talk to anybody and I have the Google form where I ask like just basic questions like oh, what do you ho- hope to get out of this conversation what do you want to talk about <laughs> it it's enlightening but also makes me so sad to see that the, the basic answers are I just want to connect with someone I just want someone to talk to yep. I feel misunderstood um, I'm I just 
want to connect. Like they're like the most basic, common human like just requests, right? That I'm like, there's a lot of people out there, and I feel that way at times too, you know. So I I I realize that regardless of what I do, whether it's a YouTube, whether it's a media, I mean, I can go into I don't want to go into the medical field or any other type of like <laughs> political field, right? Like no. I, I could go into any any industry and do what I like. I could do that, but then the core of me, like the and I was talking to Mitchell, the intern about it yesterday. You're in, the intern, your intern uh, about it yesterday, where it's like the it's, intern. Yeah, it's like why? Why are you in this? Why are you doing this? Why? What's in it inside for you, right? And for me, I realize that it's to connect on a basic level with other people, and. I could do that anywhere. So I think this is why I'm super excited. I've like, like I feel so sure about this. And there's, I mean, there's nothing in it. I don't know how to make money from it. Like I'm literally, if you're going to talk about indie, like I am literally a struggling artist in it where I'm like, I'm not making money. And I'm like figuring out, do I need to get a part-time job at like Starbucks or something? Which is cool. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But I feel like this is the why. This is the why. Like, me talking to other people like I would I would do this forever and not get paid for it you know so um sorry I just get so excited when I talk about it <laughs> I love it there you go don't so apologize I, I just apologize don't do that yeah <laughs> we thank, thank you thank you guys we thank for you for sharing that being enthusiastic about that yeah always I think we're way over <laughs> at this point <laughs> but we can like go on for our, we yeah. we gotta bring it back yeah, uh, Less, another hundred. Episodes. Not no, so some some somewhere sooner. <laughs> Should we bring it back with Phil? That'd be interesting. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you guys handle that because yeah. you guys I have six years worth of Phil. So you. Oh guys my god, that. it's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us and just chatting. It was, hopefully, you guys we all got you. something out of it. Um, yeah. I know that was long, but hope, yeah. no, I'm not gonna apologize. To no, yeah, yeah that was awesome. That. You guys should be grateful you're full of our <laughs> therapy session i hope you guys go out there and have these type of conversations with your friends yes please you know? yeah also get them to listen to clopcast because yes. you know that'd be cool there's so much good stuff that'd there's so cool. many amazing people that come on here that it's very educational and enlightening where can Thank people you. find your things Yay! oh sorry i thought i didn't even hear that uh where can people find my things uh i mean you can follow me on instagram which is peachy christine um and then it pretty much links to everything that i'm on cool yeah <clears throat> and that'll do it <laughs> for this episode 109 of the club my heart feels so full i know thanks Thank again for listening if you'd like to send us an email with any feedback questions or just you know just to say hi uh, you can email us at podcast at collaboration.org you can also subscribe to us on itunes stitcher google play music and wherever podcasts are found through your rss feeds um, please share us with your friends who you think might you know might want to listen to us uh and if you listen to itunes please give us a rating review it really it it feels good five stars it feels good um thanks again to joseph vincent for use of his song memories uh for this week's intro and outro and have a great week yeah have a great week <laughs> um yeah thank you so much for coming christine we love you no thank you guys for having me I, I i always enjoy i mean we see each other quite often like at events and stuff so i it always makes me when i see you guys mm. Mm. Hard. All right. thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye guys bye, bye.